Hey everyone, this is Eric. Happy New Year and welcome to the CBC podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we started a new series that we're calling A Little Wisdom Goes a Long Way. And for the next four weeks, we're going to be journeying through the book of James. This Sunday, I talked about the idea of having joy in trials. Today, I'll be joined by Donna and John to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm here with Donna and John. Uh, welcome both of you. Hi. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, we've taken a little break uh, uh, for the holidays, and we're back kicking off this new year. And uh, I'm really excited uh, that both of you are here. I know that I say that all the time to whoever's <laughs> here. But uh, really looking forward to, to this conversation, having you both here. Um, you know, this past Sunday, we kicked off a new series uh, going through the book of James. A little wisdom goes a long way. And I talked about uh, this idea of joy in suffering. And I shared on Sunday uh, with the church that one of the challenges with this message for me was just this reality that for me, I haven't had to go through a whole lot of trials. You know, nothing I would say that was really, really hard. So, so that was definitely a struggle. And that's when it came to doing a podcast, talking about this. Um, you know, I've already shared with two of you. A big reason I asked you both is because I know... Uh, you know, some, if not a lot of your story and some of the things that you guys have had to go through and endure. And I've had the privilege of seeing how you persevered through it, seeing your faithfulness through it. And um, and I thought, who better to, to sit here and to kind of to really expound on what we talked about on Sunday than the two of you. So so once again, I'm really uh, glad that you're not only here to, to do the podcast, but to be willing to share about about some of these things. Um, so kind of just to start things off, um, from your perspective in light of the Christian life, what comes to mind when you think about trials? You mean situations or the things that have happened or? Yeah, your own situation. Okay. Um, Yeah, your own situation. We'll start there. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the biggest one was my failing marriage and divorce and then later when my brother died those are the two like big things that um that were a struggle and I think part of it for me was what was really hard is is thinking that my life is over right or Mm -hmm. something is over things will never be the same and um that the whole idea of it will get better which at the time I did not believe right and which I guess only in hindsight when you're looking back you know, you, you see that, oh, yeah, God can bring good out of terrible situations and things do get better. But when you're going through trials, like, you don't really see that. It just feels awful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you, John? Yeah, I remember when I was young and uh, I, I remember hearing this message. I remember hearing uh, the idea of James and, uh, you know, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds and. I didn't understand what that meant uh, until I was hit with bipolar, and that it did change everything. It was something that I didn't understand. It's something that uh, affected every part of my life. Uh, I was hospitalized. I was uh, confused, um, and then life from then on just be. It was a lot different. It was it was harder. Uh, medications, doctors. A lot of things just took a long time. That whole year was just trying to get medications right. 
Um, I was falling asleep in school. I barely graduated high school. Uh, I was tired all the time from the medications. It was life went from, yeah, being pretty fun and easy to kind of trying to figure out, like, what does this mean now that I'm bipolar? But I remember that stuck, that idea of if something difficult comes your way, uh, you can see this in a positive light. And I tried my best to do it that way. And not just because uh, it sounded good or it was like, but because I believed it because it came from the Bible and I always preached that. And I think that really helped me uh, get through and and allowed me to become uh, who I am today. And I still, I'm still bipolar and things are still not easy, but that whole idea still allowed me to really, yeah, step into uh, just a confident, uh, joyous person. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I that's one thing I admire so much is, is just the joy um, that is evident, even in light of the challenges and the trials you face. Um, talk to talk talk about that a little bit. Right. I mean, you know, John, you mentioned the idea of you heard that kind of message being preached long before when you were younger. Donna, I'm sure you you heard something to that extent. Right. Growing up early on. And then you you go through a difficult situation. What's going on immediately, you know, or kind of short term in terms of wrestling with that idea? Is it, you know, is it like, oh, yeah, it's obvious you just apply it. Is there a struggle? Is there a season uh, of doubting? Um, what do you recall uh, in in those moments? I think for me, the biggest and the hardest thing about just the whole idea of joy and considering God good and just perspective is thinking this is not fair and God is supposed to be fair and I'm a good Christian and God is supposed to like take care of me and give me good things and mm. getting past that idea of I deserve better and if God is a good God, he should make my life easy and wanting life to be easy and comfortable. And and I think that, yeah, so that for me, a lot of that was um, just that idea of how to think about what I'm going through, which mm-hmm. you talked about a lot is like how you see it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us, for me, and I think for a lot of us, our first reaction is to blame somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it's not to think that this is normal or this is okay or this is you know, something I have to go through or that God is, that God is even a part of, but is to think, you know, this is not right. (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't be happening this way. Yeah. What about for you, John? Yeah, I think, yeah, when I first, uh, again, was diagnosed, I, I, I told myself, I preached it to myself. I was like, this is, okay, life gets difficult for everyone and, uh, this is your trial. Like, be, um, in a way, like put on a smile and act like things are okay. I think that was okay for a while, but then when things didn't get better and mm. I still had this for for years, I think that's when the trial actually set in. Just like, no, oh. this trials don't just come and go. Some trials last for a really long time and you sit in this season and I think that's the beauty of it though. That's where I think uh, it talks about later that that it builds endurance and character and and hope and that's where it really Mm -hmm. sets in so i knew it in my head and then when something happened i was like okay this is it this is my chance to prove myself but it wasn't until those like early 20s when 
life, I think, yeah, just kind of stood still and things didn't get better. I'm like, okay, I'm still bipolar. I, I still take medication. We're still changing it all the time. And uh, then I went back to the hospital two more times after that. And, you know, things were pretty rocky in my 20s. So that's the difference, I think, between knowing in my mind and then really going through it and then seeing the character and endurance development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was hard for me too, that, that God is not fixing this. It's taking a long time and it's not getting better. And and I think the thing that I had to come to is that what God wants for me is not for my life to be easy and not for you know my life to be the way I want it to be, but what God wants for me is to love him. And I think mm. that's the better that I came to is that that I could love him and trust him and um, even if things weren't going the way I wanted them to. Um, but it took a long time to get there, <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. to have to struggle through that and to, to want things to be better, but to understand that better doesn't necessarily mean what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, c- expand on that a little bit. How, how, did, you, how did you get there? Um, for me, it was reading a book. There was a book that just kind of opened my eyes to that, but it's... Yeah, it's understanding what grace is a lot, which I think I never really understood until after my divorce. Um, but grace is that God just loves me, um, and he wants me to love him apart from the things he gives me, and then to l- understand that he loves me apart from the things I do for him. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it better than that. But no, no, yeah, that, just that was to, great. Yeah, just to, yeah, to not want the things God gives me as much as I just worship and love God. And that's a hard thing because we want to be happy and we want the things that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about for you, John? Kind of like you said, right? Early on, there's this like this confidence, this, this, this hope, even this joy that, hey, things are going to get better. Everyone goes through trials. Things are going to get better. And then you start going through your 20s. And like you said, like things aren't getting better. You know what? And you you shared about it a little bit, but just what is what was that process like in terms of kind of shifting, right? Shifting that joy in terms of hey, it's going to get better, versus like you know even if it doesn't get better, there's still a joy to be had. Yeah, I I, I started to yeah I think just believe uh, you know like God you're, you're still good. I'm still here. Uh, things aren't perfect. Uh, things will never be. Um, and uh, I think a lot of the uh, the joy came in that community too. I think of of support, uh, friends and families. Um, you, uh, it's it's <laughs> that got me through my twenties. Really, I mean, I uh, yeah, the times that I did feel hopeless, man, I I let that show. I, you know, I I'm a happy guy, and I, I definitely feel joy, but. There is times where I, I definitely felt like, man, like this is rock bottom. I don't want to even be here. Uh, I don't want to see another doctor. I don't want to take another medication. I don't even want to get up in the morning. I can't even get up in the morning. Mm. I remember there was a season where uh, just kind of the depression and the mania just kept cycling. And I'd be sad for months. And then I'd be insane for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like that, but <laughs> but it was like way more out of control then, and uh, it was hard. But the support and I think um, 
just being grounded here uh, in God and truth and love and community uh, at this church, those things went a long way. Staying plugged into Friday night, serving, uh, it allowed me to still be myself, even though it, it was weak, uh, you know, mm. to, to show myself on a Friday as a leader, even though I just came out of a hospitalization. I remember coming straight from mm. an episode back to church on a Friday, but not being ashamed. I mean, I, I felt like, and everyone kind of knew where I was, but to come back and like, you know, this is okay. I, this is home to me. And, um, yeah, the idea of grace and love uh, were very real at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good because I think for me that was a major change afterwards. Is up until after my divorce, I think I was trying to be the perfect person. I was trying to be a good person. I was trying to have everybody like me and to impress people. And it wasn't until after my divorce and having gone through that and feeling like a total and utter failure that I started to realize oh, people love me anyways. It's like I don't have to be the good person and do all the right things in order for people to love and support me. Um, so that was a very freeing thing hmm. that that struggling brought me to is understanding that I could just be myself and not try to be somebody else and that I could let people in because up until then, too, I hadn't ever told anybody what's going on with me. And then after that, you know, I started to talk to people and to realize that they still love me and they supported me and they cared about me and they understood and they accepted my failure and um, I didn't have to try to be somebody else. Yeah, so that just that whole sense of community and being involved in small groups and um, being able to share what was going on with me was a huge thing for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as I'm listening to both of you share, I'm, I'm both humbled and encouraged, um, you know, knowing your story, but actually hearing the, the, how hard it was to, to go through that and to, and to discover the things that you discovered and to believe the things you believe. I mean, that. Yeah, I'm humbled because in a sense of like, wow, you know, like you guys did it and you're doing it and uh, such an example to, to, to others because of it. Um, you know, I think just going back to the things that you got, you highlighted, both of you was, I think it's such a big thing, that difference between the joy and this confidence that things are going to get better, which it can, but this joy of even if it doesn't, you know, the, James talks about the joy in the trial, right? Not the joy when the trial gets better, but joy in the trial. So having said that and kind of reflected on your journeys, like describe the joy that you feel or you have, right? Because I think there's probably all different kinds of understanding of what that joy might look like and, oh, you should be happy or whatever, right? Um, or you should, you know, pretend to be joyful. But I think there's something that you both are touching upon of like, no, it's it's this joy that's kind of neither extreme, but... It's, it's there in terms of what you've discovered. So how would you describe kind of the, the joy that you have in light of those trials? I think a lot of it is peace and a sense of contentment and satisfaction, but and then also the sense of just being deeply loved, mm. which, you know, you don't always get with people, even though you know they love you. They're supposed to love you and they do love you, but just knowing that I am deeply loved no matter what happens. Um, there's a song that, after my mom died a few months ago, there's this song, um, I'm no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God. 
Um, and that started to just make me well up with tears. And I couldn't figure out why. Because, yeah, so I couldn't figure out why. And then, so I just kind of forgot about it. And then last week as I was walking, that song was in my in my feed. And, and it made me tear up again. And so I was listening to it over and over and listening to it. And it's, I think it's that sense of, you know, that I am a child of God. Um, I feel, I hear from people who've lost both parents that um, there's that sense of being an orphan. Mm. And and I think just that refrain is, I am a child of God. You know, just how deeply God loves me and how um, how secure I am in that, no matter what else happens. Um, just that, and I think just that intimacy and closeness with God, I would never have had if I hadn't gone through all the things mm. I've gone through. Mm-hmm. It's just to feel like God's, you know, that God is always there and that he loves me no matter what and that I can rest in him and, and I can I can know that it will be okay because God's in control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's encouraging. Um, I, I think in my story in my life, I've felt, uh, yeah, I have felt uh, similar peace, I, I think, in, in terms of, I've gone through this stuff, this uh, bipolar has um, not come and go, it's still here, but because I've been able to endure it and, and build on that and um, have hope and joy because I know that, man, like, God, you know, he's still going to take care of me. I'm, I still have this identity in Christ, and, you know, I think what you shared about being a child of God, that yeah, that goes so far uh, deep into who we are, and that mm-hmm. carries uh, a lot of weight and and a lot of security because you can't get that taken away from you. Um, so I think the idea for the, the bipolar has been, <laughs> it, it's been a huge part of my life. It's, it's, it's hurt, but it's also built, I think a different kind of confidence and now a, a, a joy that, yeah, I can't be snatched. I, I'm happier, I think, because in a way I've gone through something that was challenging and difficult. Um, when things come my way, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not that afraid to do things. I I will move on. You know, <laughs> sometimes in a bad way. <laughs> but I yeah, I'm not afraid to do something or say something or or go somewhere because I, man, I I just feel like God's good. He's gonna take care of me. And um, what happened in my twenties, he built. Now it's my thirties. And uh, now everything I still face with the bipolar, I, I take on with even more, you know, I still see doctors, I still take medications, but this allows me to uh, remember who God is, remember who I am. It, it reminds me of, uh, I think when I was first diagnosed, I think there's still a lot of times where I look back on every episode I've ever had and how that's affected my life and the people that were there, the friends at that time. Um, just, yeah, I think a lot of the, um, what could have been negative memories, they've they've been really good, positive uh, reinforcements in my life. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a blessing. And I, it only, that only comes because <laughs> of what what James talks about. So I think it's it's been a really, um, yeah, this idea of trials and uh, finding joy in them has, has definitely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you can say it's been a blessing because I feel like that too. It's like mm. at the time you're going through it, it feels horrible, but mm. but af- you know you can see how God blesses you in other ways, even though it's hard. 
you know, so even though there's the trial, God blesses you and brings good things out of it. And that, that whole Romans 8.28 idea of, you know, God is able to bring good out of everything. It's like, it's so true. And at the time you'd think that's, you know, that's not really true. It's not going to happen, but it is. God is good no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when you can't see it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, same, same response to hearing you guys share. Just the, just the, the faith and confidence I can hear in both you and mm-hmm. see when you say, I am a child of God. When you talk about the gratitude you have, when you talk about even the confidence you have in moving forward, you know, it's, there's a depth to both of you, what you're saying. You know, I think I can say it. I think a lot of people can. And there's a depth of, you know, each person has of like, yeah, I believe I'm a child of God. I'm grateful for what he's done. I'm confident what he can do. But having gone through trials, hearing you say it and seeing it with the sincerity and the passion that you're saying it, it's evidence you know, to me, and I think to anyone who ever talks to you about this, of, of how God uses, how God can use a trial, and how he oftentimes he does use it, and I see it in both of the faith that you both you both demonstrate. Um, you know, having gone through, you know, and even going through trials and, and learning what you've learned and experienced what you've experienced, um, you know, I shared on Sunday, I think one of the greatest gifts you can give someone or one of the greatest gifts you can have is to have someone walk alongside you who's gone through it before and i believe that about the both of you and and when you see other people go through trials right having gone through it what are some things from your perspective where you you know by experience by what what god has done for you this is what's helpful like this is how i can help this person this is what they need um and on the other on the flip side like this is what wouldn't be helpful Right. So kind of the, the general question of like, how do you come alongside someone when they're suffering? Kind of speaking from your own experience of what was helpful, what's not helpful and having gone through it, what you believe is helpful or not. I think a lot of it is just listening and asking questions that allow someone to share what they're feeling. Um, I never say things. I never tell them at the time, you know, those cliche things like God will never give you more than you can handle because sometimes it feels like more than you can handle, (laughs) you know. And I kind of don't ever say it'll get better because at the time you don't think it's going to get better. Kind of I think it just listen and um, tell them that God loves them. I think a lot of the people that have talked to me a lot have been like women who are in struggling marriages and are thinking about divorce and you know, I don't ever want to tell them, you know, like, divorce is okay. But all I can tell them is, you know, no matter what you do, God will love you. Mm. God still loves you. He loves you now, and he's going to care for you. Um, yeah, but I think I think the hard thing is to want to give advice, and advice doesn't always help people or to tell them what to think, but just to listen and to, to be able to be, you know, to share God's love with them and or sometimes to be the face of God's love for them. Mm. Yeah, wow. I think for myself, working with the youth now for years again, uh, <laughs> you look at the kids of you know the the, the young generation. It seems like <laughs> everyone is definitely struggling with something, if not a mental disorder, <laughs> and it's hard to. Uh, it's it's hard. Life's hard enough, and then you throw in every other layer of difficulty with school and pressure and uh, social media. And it just becomes more difficult. 
especially as yeah, as a junior high or high schooler where things are just your brain and your body is is just still, still just going through uh just all these stages and changes um it's almost every week you know there's there's a kid crying or there's just more issues that come and get washed up on shore and uh it's um good that i have uh, something to kind of go off of and in a way you know they're definitely not alone you know i i wasn't alone uh, i'm still not alone there's a lot of people going through um a lot of mental health problems uh, that are my age but to be able to talk to some of these kids and and um, see where they're at. And, and again, yeah, just listen. I think they just want someone to hear them out mm. and say that, tell me I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Uh, tell me that there's hope. Tell me that someone loves me. Tell me that you'll be here next week. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of uh, <laughs> all they need in that moment. So I'm glad that I have something, I guess, to to pull out and say, you know what, I've in a way gone through something and I don't want to tell exactly what to do or how to feel, but you aren't alone. You know, there's 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 people uh, that that are hurting too, and uh, you know, keep your head up and um, yeah. I think uh, the idea of just letting them know that you're there uh, means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's so that's so helpful, and just hearing it hearing it from the two of you. Um, Talk to someone right now, you know, hypothetically, there's someone listening who's, who's going through a trial. Um, and it's one of those hard ones, right, where it doesn't look like it's going to get better. They can't find God in their midst. Uh, maybe they're doubting, disbelieving, angry, upset, hurt. Um, what do you say to them in the situation? John? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to think of because it's for me. It's always a response to something, mm-hmm. and it's hard to just out of thin air to say something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm totally putting yeah, you on the spot. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm going to let John take this one. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's with the youth. They just want someone to to be next to them for in that moment. Uh, some are definitely going through some very uh, tough issues, and some are not. Some just come and they're teenagers, and they they. <laughs> They like to just be dramatic too, <laughs> but either way, I think if you if you can sit next to them and listen, and uh, pray for them, that's that's what they need. And just you know, it doesn't have to be um, it doesn't have to be super profound. It doesn't have to be the exact right scripture. Uh, they're just kids, and I think they just want someone that uh, to feel safe around that can sit next to them for five minutes, even. <laughs> and then they go run off and. Grab chicken nuggets and throw dodgeballs <laughs> at each other. <laughs> yeah, so I guess if you're a person that's struggling right now, I would say get with someone, you know, whoever it is. And it could be one of us, you know, just talk to us. And, you know, I think it's always hard when you're trying to do it alone. Um, and it's always better when you talk to someone and just have them put their arm around you or just say, you know, God loves you or I'll pray for you or whatever it is. So find someone to talk to. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's so helpful. I mean, even even as I'm listening, um, you know, sometimes right for, for for me, I know like when people are struggling, you know, there's just the uncertainty of what to do, how to help. So just hearing what you're talking about, just being with the person, mm-hmm. uh, just 
You don't need to guarantee things are going to get better. You shouldn't. You don't. You don't need to. You know, point to the perfect scripture. You don't need to give the answers to all the questions. But but just being with them, what I'm hearing, sitting with them, just affirming, encouraging them, reminding them that regardless of what choice they make, regardless of what happens, that God loves them. He's with them. He's for them. Um, you know, I mean, that's helpful for, for someone who's not just going through a trial, but even for, for all of us who will come alongside people. We'll have friends, family members who at some point encounter a trial on how to I think, be the body of Christ, right? To, to, to truly come around someone and, and help them build them up um, in a way that is good for them, right? Like the last thing we'd want is to, to make things worse. Yeah. So I think just hearing those suggestions, the advice, the wisdom that you both provide is really helpful on that. Yeah, yeah. I think my tendency used to be to want to fix people. You know, and if someone had a problem, for me to be able to give them the right answer. And I realized that I can't fix people. <laughs> you know, And even when I tell them what I think they should do, if they're not ready to do it, they just ignore it. Or they get upset that I said something they didn't feel ready to do. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, just... And just being able to pray for people, I think. And sometimes when people would ask me for prayer, I would think I'm responsible for them now. I have to keep praying for them. But it, mm. it's not even that. It's just to sit with them and listen and to pray for them in that moment and to trust God to answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, The more I think about it, the, the more I, I I feel like it's, you know, I can give the best speech to them and say the, the, the most beautiful prayer, but it's just, I think it's not, yeah, just being there and the idea that she did pray for yeah. them. And then they just know like, oh, John or whoever it is, they brought God into the picture. They like, you know, they, they believe in God and they prayed for me, you know, on his behalf. And uh, I, I think that's what they remember. Like, okay, at least I was prayed for. At least mm-hmm. uh, he was there for me. And the idea that, for youth, we have it every Friday. So again, like just being consistent and like mm. just checking back in. It's like, yeah. hey, how, how are you with that? And you know, I'm glad you're here. You know, it's mm-hmm. good to see you again. I think that goes a long way. And that's how it was for me. I, for any kid, it's you want to just be uh, recognized and seen, and um, no, you know, you want someone to, uh, yeah, come back and just kind of check up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just hearing that and as you guys are talking about the importance of praying for someone, being there for them, just checking in, showing up, right? It, it, to me, it just comes to mind, of that's that's what church is, right? what mm, it should yeah. be. Um, you know, coming here on a Sunday morning, right? It's so much more than just the service that you're watching, the sermon you're listening to, but it's showing up for someone else. Mm-hmm. Right, just yeah. being there for someone going through a difficult situation, and and we know on any given Sunday there's someone here that's going through a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just coming alongside them, encouraging them, asking them, you know, how are things going? Being willing to pray for them. Where, um, you know, I, I think we, a lot of us, most of us, probably have good intentions, but because we're not sure what to do, we we don't ask or we don't, you know, and then we underestimate our importance and how whether it's important that we even show up or not. Yeah. So I think hearing what you're saying, uh, I mean, I'm just inspired and both convicted too of just the importance of for everybody that this is why you show up mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, like, yeah, God's going to move through the worship and he'll speak through you through the preaching, but the, the community aspect that you can't get if you're, if you're just listening to it mm-hmm. online, right. Is, is the, you showing up 
for someone else, them showing up for you, and just who knows how God moves through that. Um, So I want to thank you both sincerely. I mean, I've been so blessed just hearing it. And and obviously I know your story, but just listening to what you're saying, seeing, you know, you talk about these things, like I see the passion, the boldness, the humility, the faith as you you both say it. Um, So with that, I I do want to thank you for both being here and sharing what you shared. You're welcome. Ah. We sound pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> Today was awesome. Yeah. I hope everyone listens to this. You know, I mean, I want them to listen to the other ones too, but this one I think it, it will be really helpful to those who listen. That's good. Uh, so you talked about the importance of prayer, and this is actually something that came to my mind earlier, but I think you both affirmed it. And we've never ended a you know, podcast this way, but I thought it'd be a, a huge blessing for the two of you. Say a short prayer. For those who are struggling, maybe that's someone who's listening, maybe it's for a church in general, but to um, yeah, just pray for the one who's listening, going through a hard time uh, right now. Uh, maybe Donna, you go first. John, you can close, and then we'll okay. end the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, we're just really thankful that you are a good God, that you love us so much, that you've called us to be your children, and that, that we can rest secure in your presence and Father, I pray for each person who's listening because I think we all are at some point of struggle in something. I pray that we would feel your presence, Lord, that we would just take this moment to to listen for you and to, to listen for your love and your care and to feel your presence and to know that you are good and that you love us. I pray, Father, that for each person listening, you would give them that sense of your presence and your love and your care. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you so much that uh, you call us son, uh, you call us daughter, you love us uh, the way a good father would, and that uh, in that way, God, you don't just exist in this place, but God, yeah, you have a heart for uh, your children. Uh, So God, I thank you so much for that. I thank you that uh, you take care of us, you provide for us, you, uh, you guide us every step of the way and the good times and the bad. So God, I pray that, um, yeah, those who are going through a difficult time, those that are in pain and are struggling, those that are hurting and that have been hurt, um, can look to you uh, to know that you are uh, you are always there and you are always good. So God, thank you so much for this time and this place where we can uh, be with you. God, we lift up this time again in Jesus' name. Amen. With that, that concludes uh, this podcast. Thank you both once again. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, John. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoy the podcast.